welcome <laughs> to the Broncos Binge Podcast. A podcast for those who bleed orange and blue. This one's for John. Produced locally in Denver, Colorado. Now, here's your hosts, Rachel Strand and Dalton Coble. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast, the Denver Broncos podcast made by fans for fans. I am your host, Rachel Strand, and I'm also here with my co-host, Dalton Coble. This actually feels pretty crazy right now, but we are actually doing a podcast after a Broncos win. Like, like the damn beacons, the Broncos have won a game. And even more breaking news, the Broncos finished the game without a score in the teens. They actually scored 24 points. It's pretty sad that the bar is so low and 24 points is good for us, but a win is a win. But before we dive into that previous win, let's talk about some injuries and news. During the game, the Broncos' best offensive lineman, Quinn Miners, suffered an eye injury. Yes, that's a bit odd, but he actually suffered an eye injury after being accidentally jabbed in the eye during a play. And it was apparently bad enough that Miners left the stadium to see a specialist. Thankfully, Miners is okay and is considered day-to-day. It has been almost two weeks since Russell Wilson suffered a concussion, and he is reportedly okay, but there is no word on if he will play in the upcoming matchup against the Rams. There is some speculation that the Broncos might try to shut him down for the remainder of the season, but that will undoubtedly make Wilson unhappy, and he'll most likely try his hardest to play in the Broncos' remaining games. So, Dalton... We are diving into the reaction of the Broncos' previous game. So this game started insanely slow, and things were looking a little bleak, but something kicked into gear at halftime, and the Broncos started kicking butt and taking names and actually took the lead. It was that run game. For real, though. Uh, swore, yeah, that run game looked really nice. I, I really think we should keep Latavius Murray as a backup not even a backup just split them with Javante them two together that'd be nice and keep Chase Edmonds too because Chase Edmonds actually did decent I think that wasn't I re- Chase I remember Edmonds it correctly. that was Marlon Mack oh those all dude I forget we have so many different I know we've gone through so many we've had Javante Melvin Latavius Marlon Mack and Chase Edmonds and them are those running backs Mike are all Boone. not bad like pretty serviceable yeah Mike Boone's pretty serviceable too yeah, I, I, I tweeted this out during the game. I would not be opposed to a Javante Williams Latavius Murray duo with, uh, also being accompanied by Marlon Mack. That that wouldn't be a bad backfield. I think if I'm correct, Mike Boone is on his final year, and that project kind of it wasn't really a project, but I know he came over with George Payton from the Vikings and. He's been more injured than he has been healthy. When he has been healthy, he's looked okay. But again, there's that issue of him staying healthy. So I I think the Broncos will probably let him walk, um, unless George Payton still wants to see if he can do something, maybe a one year contract. But again, I think I'm I'm down for Javante Williams, Latavius Murray, and Marlon Mack. I agree. I actually can't believe Brett Rippon. I mean, Brett Rippon didn't look amazing, yeah. but like he didn't look that bad. That one interception was, was a little goofy. <laughs> I, I didn't really know what was going on. Right. He just kind of lobbed it up. However, um, that fake that he did, you remember the fake he did? Like mm-hmm. where like to throw it to the end? That was really nice. That, that was, was a, a really good nice acting fake. job. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I really like that one. Although, I swear, man, this o the O line played a lot better today. No, they I mean, didn't today. Did they not? I swear they did. Oh no, they didn't. We had like five sacks. And I, I mean, like the end of the game. The end of the game, they started playing a little better, especially in the run, the run blocking. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. Shout out to Rippin though for standing in there pretty tough and practically getting murdered every drive. Thanks to the offensive line. I mean, we're almost down to like fifth stringers at this point. We are reshuffling so much. It's just, it's insane at this point. So, um, thankfully we are nearing the end of the season. So maybe that'll be a point of focus for the Broncos this off season is to sign some bigger, big name talent along the offensive line or just completely blow it up and bring in new guys around Quinn Miners. But, um... I, I do think that we need to toss our offensive line coach because even when we were healthy, we still sucked ass. Like, <laughs> we were not good. And, like, speaking speaking of, like, all the second and third stringer stuff, the, the Cardinals are obviously having a bit of a struggle season. And, yes, the Broncos won, and it was against their second and third string quarterbacks. But... We also are pretty injured as well. We are the most injured team in the league, but we were playing with Brett Rippon, who's our se who is our second string quarterback. So I feel like the playing field was kind of even, and both teams were losing players on each side due to injury throughout the game. So uh, I I think it was a decent win. I'm I'm happy. I'm it's happy. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm happy Sorry. with what they did. So. Proud it seemed you. like every drive. It seemed like every drive there was a there was an injury of some kind. Yeah, they, the announcer would always go, "Oh, someone's down on the field." And I was like, "Oh no." Yeah, people on Twitter were also flaming how bad the turf looked, or I should say, the grass. It looked bad, mind you. It is Colorado in the winter time, and there's it's rare to get green grass, but it's got to be playing like on concrete at this point. It's it doesn't does not look good. The grass was kind of in horrible shape. I think this defense played really well. Like the pass coverage defense, I'll say that. Patrick Sertain is back in full force. Yeah. Dude looks really good. He had a he had a little falling off like what two weeks and everyone was about to throw him under the bus and like absolutely destroy him. And I, and I told y'all no. Yeah. Broncos, he... countries are Broncos fans are haters. I swear. <laughs> I don't know what happened with us, but like we've become e like we've become evil. We were ready to throw Justin Simmons out like a couple weeks ago, too. We're used to success. I mean, we are a pretty storied franchise. So having a team that's been so bad for these like consecutive years, it's starting to hurt. This is like Cleveland Browns franchise behavior. This isn't this isn't what the Denver Broncos do. This isn't what we're like, so I, I I await the time where we will be back to being good again because I sure as hell miss it. Yeah, me too. Okay, so starting a little mini section here, we'll see how this does and let us know what you think about this little portion here, but we're going to do a studs and duds of the game. Studs being those who performed well and duds being, well, duds. So um, our studs of the game... Our first stud is Latavius Murray. Uh, I'm 
don't know about you, Dalton, but I'm pretty happy. It was a pretty, I'm pretty happy with what he's done. And it's kind of a goaded pickup because didn't we pick him up from like the Saints practice squad or something? But against the, against the Cardinals, he had 130 yards and one touchdown, which is, can't ask for much more. He had a pretty solid game. He's always been like kind of good. He just, he's never found like a role in any team. He always just yeah. gets bounced around because, and, and what's it called? the saints there's alvin kamara i forget where he came from before that um was he on the vikings at one point i remember him being on the raiders and absolutely tearing us up like before josh jacobs came into the league i think he was there back for a while and he just would tear us up so it's good to see him on our side now <laughs> but uh one thing i think fans aren't aware of is he's like derrick henry sized obviously not as muscular but he's one of the taller running backs in the league. I think he's six foot two. So he he could be a nice compliment to Javante Williams because I think Javante is 5'10 or something like that, kind of like a little mini bowling ball. And then here comes the muscle and the push for a third down running back in uh, Latavius Murray. So I I would definitely like to see him here next season. I think we could definitely sign him back for a relatively cheap contract, hopefully. But another one of our studs is Marlon Mack, who is another signing that we made a couple weeks ago, and he kind of played in a complimentary role to Latavius Murray. Didn't have nearly as many yards as Murray, but he did have a touchdown. So I think Marlon Mack could be what George Payton wanted Mike Boone to be. So I don't know. Maybe he has a future with us. Maybe he doesn't. He was a former 1,000-yard rusher, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he had. he's had some pretty good seasons. But again, the shelf life of a running back in today's NFL is not long, unfortunately. So I think Latavius Murray's early 30s, I want to say, which for a running back, that's pretty old. But then again, we could maybe get him back for a relatively cheap contract. So... Who knows? But our last stud of the game is Jerry Judy. It feels really good to be saying Jerry Judy's name as a stud performer during the game because it's it's been a bit of a, of a struggle ever since we drafted him and many people have written him off and I feel like we might be seeing the emergence of Jerry Judy and if that's what's happening, I'm all for it because he, I do think he has the talent. I just don't think we've been using him right. Yeah, I'm ever since he, I think he was in the slot for like the longest time and he's finally moved out wide and we can like move him around. And that's like his, like, that was like, I don't know what happened, but he just started excelling. I always thought that once you gave Jerry maybe a quarterback or if he ever solved his dropped issues, he'd be. A, a great wide receiver because his route running is still I think like technically the best in the league if that's a stat line because I saw a weird stat where like every wide receiver's route running was like kind of like organized in the middle and then like Jerry Judy was all the way to the right which means like he's always open dude's mm -hmm. literally I'm pretty sure 99% of the time always open he's I just we just don't throw him the ball <laughs> moving on to our duds of the game unfortunately despite this being a win we do have to say duds here. So um, one of our duds 
is Brandon McManus, and he's kind of been struggling as of late with field goals that were easy for him in the past, and it kind of worries me with him being less reliable now because his nickname is literally McMoney, but he's kind of been McNotMoney lately, and that's kind of worrisome. Matt Prater is currently with the Cardinals, so in the previous game, he came into town and had no issue kicking these long-distance field goals, and it kind of hurts seeing that because I'll always be sad that we got rid of him, but I it kind of worries me. Are we going to be in the market for another kicker here soon? God, I hope not because some, sometimes finding a kicker is harder than finding a quarterback. Right. Sometimes they're like so hit or miss. And it's it's not it's not funny. I really don't want to have to deal with a bad kicker because with our off how our offense is already, uh, I don't know if I could deal with a bad kicker. Right. So hopefully this is just a little phase for McManus and he'll kind of get out of it. But that kind of leads into our next dud of the game, and that's Corliss Waitman. And I was not a fan of us picking Waitman over Sam Martin earlier in the season or before the season started. Martin was doing just fine for us and. He's doing just fine in Buffalo right now, and honestly, Waitman is performing below average, and field position is a key, and he's just simply not cutting it right now. But it also kind of makes me think, since Waitman is McManus's holder, and Waitman doesn't have that much experience in the league and has been kind of a journeyman punter, is McManus's struggles somewhat to do with Waitman? Maybe? Maybe. I'm not terribly sure. I don't know what was happening because that 38-yard field goal was not good. Mm-hmm. But he made all his PATs, so he I guess he made up for it, but um, he's been kind of iffy. I will say this about Brandon McManus. He might be one of the most accurate, usually. However, he just doesn't have a leg. Yeah, I feel, I feel he, like it's gone down over time a little bit. He is, isn't he getting older? He was. He's, he's the only player left on our Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, kickers can kick till however long if they still have the power. Look at Adam Vinatieri. Dude kicked, oh dude kicked till he had all gray hair. And I think it was like, what, 45, 46 or something like that. So, um, yeah, I don't think McManus is really a power kicker. Um, I think Prater is kind of the power leg. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens on that front. Okay, so a preview of our upcoming game. It is a Christmas Day game, and the Broncos are heading to Los Angeles to face the also-struggling Los Angeles Rams. We will not be seeing Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, and hopefully, fingers crossed, Aaron Donald, because he has been injured a little bit for the past few games, so hopefully we won't be seeing him because he could probably get like 10 sacks on our struggling offensive line. So going back to that, the Rams are struggling. They're like the NFC equivalent of us right now, honestly. They're the reigning Super Bowl champions and they've already been eliminated from the playoffs. Like they had high expectations like we had after trading for Russell Wilson and they've just fallen short this season. I mean, they have been pretty banged up injury-wise, but, you know, it is what it is. Also, if they end up losing one more game, they will go down in history as the worst defending champions in NFL history because right now they're tied with the 1999 Broncos as having the worst season after a Super Bowl championship. 
So if we end up beating the Rams, we will be out of a bad category in NFL history. So Dalton, what do you what do you think about this upcoming game? I have people preaching to me that Baker Mayfield is still him. No. No, he's not. No. Uh, we've clearly seen that he's not. So I don't think Jalen Ramsey also has been a little shaky this year. He's been kind of falling off a little bit. Dude's mm-hmm. not dude's not a, the same person he was a couple years ago. And who's the wide receivers now? They're pretty injured. Cooper Cup's out for the season. So I think it's like Van Jefferson and... Oh, I I don't know. I can't remember the rest of them. This defense, in theory, should dominate them because, A, our pass defense is still mildly healthy, and our D-line has got Randy Gregory back, who had a pretty decent game, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And at the beginning of the year, we had, like, no turnovers. But the last, like, what, three, four weeks, it's been, like, two interceptions a game? Turnover City. That's what I'm saying. I don't really know. It's, I don't know what happened, but give Evero, keep him at all costs. Do not let him go. He might be gone. Somebody might snatch no, him up. No, please, bro. I can't. He. I was so afraid this defense was going to fall apart after Vic Fangio left, and it didn't. I don't want him to. I don't want him gone. We will see. I hope that Russell Wilson doesn't look like a shell of his former self like he has a couple many times this year let me not say a couple it's been many times yeah thankfully he's got some experience facing the rams so we will see um but there is one player that we shouldn't be forgetting about bobby wagner is on the rams right now and he is healthy and he is fine and he has expressed in the past that he would not mind sacking russell wilson so I hope that we keep him, that we keep Russell Wilson upright and protected because Bobby Wagner could easily ruin this game for us. But going back to the Mayfield thing that you said, yeah, Mayfield is not him. And that Mayfield magic that happened when they played the Raiders, that lasted one game. Because on Monday night, the Packers brought them back down to earth. And hopefully we can continue to humble them and maybe get a couple picks off of him in the next game. Before I close out this podcast, I'd like to send my thoughts out to former Broncos running back Ronnie Hillman and his family. News came out on Tuesday that Hillman was in hospice care battling liver cancer and pneumonia. This is incredibly heartbreaking to hear. Again, I'd like to extend my thoughts and well wishes out to Ronnie and his family, and just want to say that all of Broncos country is thinking of him. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Broncos Binge Podcast. The Broncos Binge Podcast will be released weekly every Wednesday, and we hope you will tune in for future episodes as the season progresses. If you have any comments or suggestions, let us know. We want to make this podcast as fun and enjoyable as possible for our listeners. We will most likely see you in 2023, as we will be taking the week of Christmas off to spend it with our families. We hope you have a great holiday season, and let's hope the Broncos can close out 2022 with a victory as well. Once again, I am your host, Rachel Strand. And I am Dalton Coble. Thanks for listening, and go Broncos! Thank you for listening to the Broncos Binge Podcast. A part of the Mile High Report Podcast Network. Make sure to follow at Rachel NFL and NFL Dalton on Twitter for more Broncos news and content.